and welcome to Shaken Not Noob, the podcast which is definitely not recording this episode on company time. I am your underemployed host, Fuzzy Dan, and joining me today is a man who truly works hard for his money, so hard for his money, he works hard for his money, so you'd better treat him right. It's Mrs. Judy Dutram. How are we, sir? I'd like some money now. <laughs> money, please. I work hard for the money, so give me some money. Something, something, <laughs> lots of money. I like his, I like his edge, Smithers. Give him a promotion. <laughs> yes, uh, we're all working very hard for our monies today. Um, how's your week been, mate? Have you been playing lots of games? What's been going on? Yeah, um, of course, we've been playing the, the game that we're going to talk about this week. Uh, of course, courtesy of our friends at Bethesda ANZ, uh, who helped us out there. Um, of course, we have the Formula One championship that we've got going on uh, on Tuesday nights when we, we do some Twitch streaming and have some laugh with some friends and stuff like that. We've got Giuseppe from Miscellaneous. We've got Iron Kermit himself. We've got the goose of the blank mongoose. We've got VK and my brother, uh, Vanilla Gorilla. So we're all having fun with that. Um, we did come to a, uh, a decision via uh, chatting shit with friends that, uh, depending on where people land in the Drivers' Championship, if you come first, you will get a, uh, a hat for the team you're driving for. So, for conversation's Ooh. sake, if Fuzzy comes first, he gets a Ferrari hat. If Kermit comes first, he gets an Aston Martin hat, so on and so forth. Uh, but I'm currently leading the leaderboard. I'm not going to buy myself a hat. But the challenge was thrown down that if the, when the Drivers' Championship is done, if I win, I do a shoey. And I accept the, uh, the terms. It seems fair enough. Yes, but we haven't said which shoey, and it's going to be one of my Ugg boots. So, I'm not um... doing a shoey out of a damn moccasin. <laughs> I, I, I've, already, yes. I've already got shoes put aside for like, all right, this is the deciding race, so I'm going to wear these shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Make sure they're, they're nice and, you know, non-sweaty shoes. They're my, be the best. They're my uh, Stephen, Stephen Curry basketball shoes. Ooh, interesting. Stephen or Steph? Like oh yes, yeah, yeah, Stephen Curry, isn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> w- w- were you with me when I bought them? We went because we, ages ago, Fuzzy and I did sneaker shopping, and we met by the. Um, if you live in Melbourne, you of course know the street performer, the Peruvian flute man. <laughs> we met. Up, <laughs> we met up next to him, and then we fucking pan flute. Yeah, man. yeah. I'm sitting next it's to the, the pan flute guy. That, <laughs> it's the one thing that isolation has taken away from his pan flute music. <laughs> yeah, the guy playing the Kill Bill soundtrack. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know if it was I was with you or if it was with um, with Ian, but I found Stephen uh, Stephen Curry. Stephen, I found the, the basketball player guy's um, shoes, the Under Armour shoes that he wears, for like thirty bucks, brand new, Ooh. because they just no, no one wanted them, so I bought them, and they're they're pretty good. Yeah, lovely. I like that. Well, there you go. They'll be suitable to drink out of. Then. Exactly, exactly right. <laughs> that's that's my plan. Um, I will just say as well this week I have been playing one other game that um, I I really want to just quickly shout out now and I'm not going to review it just yet because I've only played a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's a a game called Webbed, um, which is uh, which is just new, it's brand new. It's like ten dollars on Steam, and I could not strongly recommend this more than anything. Do you traverse Ian Thorpe's webbed toes? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you are a tiny little spider um, mm-hmm. who does little dances, and you um, traverse the world, throw, shooting webs everywhere, and solving puzzles for ants and catching flies. It is fucking cute and amazing and beautiful. I love it. It's so so adorable. Oh, it's a tiny, um, cute little spider. I've never thought I'd yeah. say that in my life. Holy he shit! He does one of the keys. It's got like five keys that you use for actions. One of them is to do a little dance. It's amazing. So I look. I couldn't recommend this more. It is such a fun little game. Um, if you have a chance to check it, it out, like cool. it, it, yeah, it's it's very fun. It is fourteen dollars fifty. Like if that's not a bargain for a game at, at full price, I don't know what is. I just can't recommend it more. Like, and that's only after playing a couple of hours of it. So yeah, please do de- uh, definitely check that out. Are you? Um, but yes, let's uh, let's talk about everything else that's going on in video games and video game culture. Um, I want to kick off our news firstly to say that uh, Total War 3, the big game that was coming out very, very soon, has been delayed again until 2022. Um, so at this stage, they are saying early 2022. Um, so that usually means first quarter, which means June. <laughs> Um, But they, in order to soften the blow of the delay for Total War 3, uh, they have announced that Grand Cathay is uh, going to be part of the campaign, um, which everybody has been crying out for, apparently, in the world of uh, Warhammer. Um, Grand Cathay. So we know Grand Cathay is basically China. 
Um, oh, right, so okay. yeah, so we we know already that they've got uh, Kislev in there, which is basically the Russians. Um, they've got Corn, Nurgle, um, Zench, and Slanish. Uh, so they are there's there's a bunch of really cool um, factions within the game that are coming on board, as well as all of the ones we already have, which is great. Um, they have not yet confirmed the Ogre Kingdoms, the Chaos Dwarves, or the Hobgoblins, but they believe they're going to be part of that package. So. Um, it's looking good from what we've seen for the gameplay footage so far and the the, the trailers, mm-hmm. but yeah, still going to have to wait a little bit longer for that next Total War game. Yeah, it's interesting as well because from what I can tell, these Total War Warhammer games, they're using the stylings of the no longer uh, or the previous iteration versions of Warhammer. They're not using the Age of Sigma, which is no. which is what the board game is now. So that's it's kind of interesting, yeah. Yeah, although, like, obviously still one of the biggest uh, factions within the game, like everybody does love uh, love the Sigma. Um, but, yes, it's um, it's very exciting news with Grand Cathay coming on board. But, yes, 2022 is, um, with no official delivery date, is the, the new target for it. Mm. Uh, but in the meantime, we do have a couple of Star Wars games to talk about uh, that will, will take our attention. Uh, the first one, uh, first cap off the rank, is the Star Wars Hunters trailer that we got yes. uh, earlier this week. Good Lord, this looks awful. Um, Switch and mobile only, um, so there's not coming to any of the other platforms, and you can see why, because I spent about $20 on Fortnite-esque graphics, um, and it looks stupid. I'm just going to say it looks yeah, stupid. It's, it's what, 4v4 it, arena battles? It, it, it doesn't look good. No, no, it doesn't. Um, so as far as I could see from the trailer, the good guys include a droid with lightsabers. Um, there was a Wookiee. Oh, uh, with- yeah, it was a droid Jedi. I'm sitting there going, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. There was a Wookiee with big hammer things. There were two Jawas standing on each other, and that just, that's when I lost it. I was like, nope, no thank you, I'm out. And, yeah, it just, I don't know, it just doesn't feel right. Yeah, it's, oh, look, I'm excited that we are getting more Star Wars games, which, of course, you know, you got to start the ball rolling again because the last one we had was Squadrons, and, you know, prior to that we had um, Jedi Fallen Order, which, of course, yep. both great releases that we loved. Um, 100%. And it's it's been a little quiet on the Star Wars front, so hopefully this is like the yeah and this is what's coming. But it's it's one of those things like when you when you watch E three or fucking whatever, where it's like here's the game that people are like eh, and it's like and here's the big one. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I just, but that's I mean this is what you follow it up with a Switch and mobile only game like that's just weird. It doesn't feel like it's going out to the full market that it potentially could, but I just I just don't like it. Yeah, yeah, fair <laughs> I don't enough, like man. it, Tootie. I also don't like the fact that the Mand- uh, there's a Mandalorian on the side of the good guys when like fighting alongside Jedi when they fucking hate Jedi. Anyway, doesn't matter. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's talk about the next one um, that is in that came out today. I think it was, um, and it's called Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. I Did wasn't. No, what the? Please, I'm completely unaware. What is this? Okay, so Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge is a VR-only game. Okay. Uh, so coming out on the, uh, I believe, the Oculus. Um, it is, wow, it's basically like they're taking some of the world of the experience of Galaxy's Edge, mm-hmm. uh, which is their uh, Disneyland experience, and they're bringing it into a VR game. So the graphics look like they're straight out of, you know, fresh off the boat from 2000. And it, it looks a bit silly. Like, you can either choose... I think there's two paths that you can follow. Um, so one of them is a Jedi's path and one of them is a bounty hunter's path. And, it, you know, there's, you know, lightsaber things and, you know, gunplay and all the rest of it. And it just looks like... It looks shit. So, so I'm, I'm, with the paths that you choose, seeing as it is Galaxy's Edge in regards to Disneyland... How long does it take to actually reach the end of the path to start the ride? I have no idea. <laughs> do you have to pay more for a fast pass? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, you do have to put up with uh, C-3PO and R2-D2 as well. Like, they're just... It, it looks tiring. Like, I'm exhausted by both of these trailers. So, um, yeah, like, if, you, if you, you're if you into Star Wars games and you're, I suppose, you're a kid, they might be something up your, you know, to take your fancy. But both of these games look incredibly disappointing. Yeah, I'm, I love it when Star Wars games do release, don't get me wrong, but... Um 
uh, having not watched this trailer, having not heard of it, like this this seems like you know when a Star Wars game releases, it should be one of those things where, and not to sound like a fucking dick, but it it, it feels <laughs> like it should be one of those things like. But you're gonna <laughs> yeah no, but it feels like it should be one of those things like where you where someone tells you like if if you know if Jedi Fallen Order two trailer dropped and you know Fuzzy just saw it, Fuzzy would hit me up being like, watch it. You know, like, drop what you're doing, look at this, where it's like, hey, did you see this VR trailery thing and this Switch game? No. It's like, it's it's a big property, and I feel like with a lot of its stuff, it needs to be a um, drop what you're doing and, and take a look at this. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like, I wouldn't mention these these games except for the fact that they're Star Wars games. They're officially released Star Wars products, and this is the best that they can come up with it's since you know since since we had squadrons, which was you know great in its in the experience, but still probably not a full game as as I would necessarily see it. I think we're getting from chatting with Dovo from SMB SMB standing for Super Movie Bros. Um, yes, we I think are getting one more piece of Star Wars Squadrons DLC, and then uh, Motive are just like nah. That's it. Squadrons is done. I don't know what necessarily that will be. Um, whether it's because they they added after launch, they added the Tie Defender and the B Wing in. Yep. Um, so whether we'll get a new uh, some new maps or whether we'll get a new game mode or something like that. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, look, I, I wouldn't hold my breath for it. <laughs> I, yeah, I, 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 I have no, no idea what they're what they're planning. Yeah, but um, hopefully we get Squadrons too because fuck, the first one was good fun. Yeah, I know they they were very adamant up front about like you know that's it that's the final product and you know it is an interesting campaign albeit short you know the multiplayer is interesting albeit sort of one note like I think there's just they they needed a couple of extra game modes or styles in there or additional story to actually fill it out but I think that's pretty much all we're going to get for them so um, yeah very disappointing um, efforts from Star Wars games lately and hopefully yeah who knows what's coming in the future I know uh, Fallen uh, Fallen Order 2's coming out at some stage yes um, or in development at the moment so you know hanging out for that more of that please will we but, finally yeah. get a Battlefront 3 like we never had one in the original yeah. releases and Battlefront 2 ended because it is now officially done because of course DICE and stuff are working on the new Battlefield game um, yeah Will we finally at some point get a Battlefront 3? See, I just want them to restart the, the, the thing all over again and do another Battlefront 1. <laughs> so, Battlefront 5, but 1. I'll have <laughs> like a cool name, like part. Battlefront Hardlines or something like that, you know? Hard, like, like Battlefield Hardline, it was fine. Like, it was It was, it was, it was fine. severely average, yes. Um, but doing like a, like a Star Wars Battlefront game like that would be kind of cool. Okay. All right. All right. Um, yeah, so that's the big news for this week. There's um, there, there, there <laughs> severely average stuff. There are two more pieces of news. Uh, Battlefield 2042, I think, is the most recent one that's coming out. Um, sure. Been delayed by a couple of weeks, if not a month, just due to uh, essentially the, the situation that every country is under in regards to lockdowns and working from home and stuff like that. Um, so Battlefield's still coming out this year. Don't cry, baby, um, because it's still it's it's just being pushed back a little bit. It's still coming out this year <laughs> to, to you know come out with when Call of Duty drops and all that sort of stuff like that. Um, sure. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it because it gives me a bit of a breather before the you know the Christmas rush for every game comes out. And the tech wizards at LG, life's good, baby, have uh, have announced and unveiled a 325 inch LED television. Good lord. Imagine playing games on that. Wow! Damn, three. It's, there's a yeah. photo of it up on uh, on up on uh, the socials and stuff like that. It's freaking huge. It's literally the size of a wall. Um, so I, I can't fit that in my house. Like <laughs> it's it's unbelievably big, right? So why uh, would you why would you make a television that big? Why why wouldn't it's, it? Reminds me of that episode of The Simpsons where they see Mr. Burns TV and they watch it oh, itchy and scratchy on it. Yeah. Or was it yeah, was it Hube, uh, was it uh, Herbert the uh, Danny DeVito brother of Homer? <laughs> anyway, yes, um, interesting. I um, yeah. Oh look, I would love to play on that again. Would not fit in my house, which is disappointing. So it means I'm going to have to sell my house. You would you would physically need to turn <laughs> your body to look around a corner when you're playing COD. Like if you play COD or some <laughs> siege or something like that, you physically can't turn your head to to look. You physically need to turn your body. To be able to see what's around the corner, like that's that's the great thing about playing PC games on a monitor. Is you're not 
turning your head like you would with a console. You're just moving your eyes because you can see everything. Yeah. But Jesus, screw that. Yes, screw that indeed. There we go. So, <laughs> um, good additional bits of news. Um, also, oh, I forgot to mention this one as well. How could I forget this? It's the uh, <laughs> the most useless product I've ever seen. It's the Razer Gaming Finger Sleeves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you need extra Which... grip when you're handling your mum. <laughs> now. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Get in okay. the game, son. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Rails off. Wait, these aren't razor green. Um, oh. uh, I, sorry. Uh, now, apparently, gaming, gaming finger sleeves are a thing. Like, I didn't know this was a thing, but they are a thing. It's and for thumbs and the, the, the pointer. Yeah, apparently it's a thing for everybody, and for mostly for um, for mobile gaming. But um, you can use them for controllers and all the rest of it. And I I didn't know they were a thing. They're apparently everywhere. They've been around for ages. But Razer's getting in the market now. Good lord, what a stupid fucking product! <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, they also did the the Razer face mask. And did you did you? I think you told me about these. The, 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 oh you know, yeah, the COVID absolutely. face masks that make you look like Bane with two oxygen tanks on the side of your face and a light up LEDs. I'm like, I'm yep. unless I'm going to an emo rave in the Matrix, I'm never going to wear this. Yeah, no, I think uh, they were interesting to say the least. I think that was uh, in the craze of everybody getting masks and all the rest of it. They went, hey, we can put RGBs in this and put our name on it and be it'll be awesome. I believe they are still selling masks, but, um, yeah, they're just the cloth ones at this stage. Yeah, the only masks so. I, I would ever buy that as a branded one like that would be the, the Formula One ones, like the McLaren ones or the, the you know, the ones that the, the drivers wear. Otherwise, yep. you know, a, a used pair of undies just over your face will work fine. <laughs> I mean, why do they have to be used? <laughs> why don't they? Why don't they? Good lord! I mean, why do they? Is my is my major point? Why do they? But that's okay. Um, yes, there we go. That's the news for this week. But dude, we do have a sponsor. They are Culture Shock Collectibles, your number one stop for all of your nerdy collectible needs. This week, they've done some amazing things. Um, they did an unboxing of some uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles stuff. Uh, that's up on the YouTubes. Um, they also announced, I think there was a really cool Doc Brown toy as well from Back to the Future. It is. It's which, a hot toy. Which looks pretty cool. I like it. It's uh, Doc um, Brown. So- he comes with the cases of uh, plutonium, plutonium that they use. Uh, I think there is a Marty McFly with an Einstein as well. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. So that's, um, yeah, Back to the Future 2 uh, is is pretty amazing. So, um, yeah, some cool toys in there. Anything cool that you've seen on their uh, on their pages? Well, a little-known thing that some of you might not know about our good friends at Culture Shock Collectibles uh, is that if there is a particular item that you are looking for, if Michael can get it, he will get it for you. And that's what he's done for me this week. Um, so I've pre-ordered, of course, the Green Ranger Shredder from the Ninja Turtles Power Rangers crossover toy line um, that goes in with the book that I picked up from our friends at Incognito Comics. Um, so I'm very excited to, to get that. I'm contemplating getting the Turtles as the Power Rangers as well to have the whole lineup set up. But um, Hasbro essentially bought and now own the rights for uh, the Power Rangers. So it used to be Saban's Power Rangers, but and they used to go through Bandai Namco, and now it's all done through Hasbro. And Hasbro have released a line of... Uh, Hasbro, the company that owns Transformers, has released a line of uh, Ninja Turtle toy, uh, Power Ranger toys, and I uh, got through from Michael. We ordered the five Zords um, to make the Megazord from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So it is three <laughs> collectible packets. One has the Tyrannosaurus and then... Uh, Two other packets have both the Mastodon and the, the Pterodactyl, so on and so forth, to make the Megazord. Um, so I bought all of them up for pretty fucking cheap. And if you want to get them yourselves to transform them into your own uh, Megazord or to have them all line up like they do on the TV show, head over to Culture Shock. Tell them dirty, sent you. <laughs> there we go. So, yes, uh, check them out, cultureshockcollectibles.com, your number one stop for all of your nerdy collectible needs. Dirty, let's talk about the game of the week that we're talking about. It is Death Loop. Yes. Uh, it is uh, the new game out from Bethesda. Thank you once again to our friends at Bethesda for getting us copies of these games. Um, wow, this I'm, I'm excited to discuss this with you. I know mm-hmm. you've done a video about this for uh, your YouTubes. Yes. Um, so I want you to give me the biggest description that you can of this game and and tell us all about what's going on in Death Loop. Yep. 
to be honest, I can't fucking understand it. <laughs> That's fair. It's a, it's a Deathloop <laughs> is is developed and created by a company called Arcane Studios. They did the most recent Prey game, but they also did Dishonored. Um, mm-hmm. And basically, the the story synopsis, if you will, of this game is you play as a character called Colt, who is on an island called Black Reef. Um, and the thing is about uh, about the game is Cole wakes up, Colt, sorry, wakes up not knowing his name, not knowing where he is, and he's being uh, basically hunted down and killed by this person called Juliana, um, who is the head of security for the island of Black Reef. But just like in Happy Death Day, Groundhog Day, uh, I was going to say Freaky Friday, but not Freaky Friday, but Time Loop sort of style movies, the day keeps repeating itself. Uh, and you mm-hmm. as Colt uh, have to figure out essentially how to break the time loop, uh, which takes you know the span of one day. And to break the loop, you need to kill key targets in order to break the loop. And it is a first-person action and a bit of a puzzle-solving uh, puzzle game. So it's very much like um, uh, Dishonored meets Majora's Masks, that there is one it is a one loop day when you die or uh, uh, well, the way that the game works is once you finish it goes back to the start and you have to sort of do it all again and figure out and sort of work out how the game works um mm-hmm. it's a it's an interesting title i can absolutely see why people love this game can't see necessarily why it's a 10 out of 10 i think 10 out of 10 <laughs> games are very oh i was waiting for it here I, it is people I, no not, that's not to say it's a, it's a bad game but like 10 out of t- for a 10 out of 10 game i think of Red Dead Redemption, or I think of those games that, like The Witcher Three, I would consider a form of a ten out of ten game. Like games that you constantly keep coming back to, or have unlimited replayability, and and they have a long shelf life. And yep. that's not to say this game isn't good. I just don't necessarily think it is a ten out of ten. It's not an Aquaman, people. It's okay. not a nine point six, but it's 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 fine. Like I absolutely see why people are going to like this. If you like Dishonored, you're going to like this. Um, but there are some annoyances that I had with it, but that's only my personal annoyances that I've seen, you know, other friends of mine do do videos and, you know, Twitch streams and stuff like that, and they're not having those problems. Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm playing it on the PS5. I'm not noticing any particular issues with it as far as that's concerned, but I have heard um, that there are some annoying bugs that are coming through in some games. So Yeah, the yes. PC's got a little bit of uh, a bit of frame rate stuttering here and there. It's not completely smooth. However, I didn't notice it while playing, and I did a... Uh, I, I, of course, sent it to, you know, once the video went live on the channel, a friend of mine watched it, and he just went... Uh, well, G-Man, he just went, dude, you're, you're... You know, the game is choppy. You can see in your video it's choppy. And I'm like, I didn't notice it while I was playing. Like, that's... Some people will notice it. Some people won't notice it. Like that—that's the—that's mm. the big thing. And it's apparently on PlayStation Five. It, it's incredibly smooth. Oh, it's absolutely butter smooth. Like the, everything works really well. I mean, it's it's great for me. You know, having dealt with cyberpunk and the you know post traumatic stress from all of that. You know, and everyone else is going, "It's a great game. It's fun. It works perfectly." And all of the issues I had, like, it's great to come into a game finally and have everybody else suffer. Um, so suck shit. Um, no, <laughs> it's. Uh, uh, I, I can understand frustrations with that though. Like when you when you see this game and you know when it is working well, it it, it really does change your perception of of your final. I suppose your final view on it. So for me, I've enjoyed it with with zero complaints about quality of uh, of the performance. Yeah, it is. Um, it's also a, like it's a stylistic game. So um, Dishonored was very. Well, you know, oil painting come to life in that style-wise, where this is very much like if you've seen the 1967 TV series The Prisoner or that sort of 60s futuristic stylings of uh, The Incredibles, it's got very much that tone and aesthetic to it, um, which yeah. sort of keeps it a bit timeless. It's sort of like, you know, how Batman the Animated Series was like it was set in the 40s, 50s in, in regards to its technology with the cars and the building layout and the architecture and stuff, but it was modern day at the same time. It's it's a bit like that. Um, there's some cool weapons as well, like some of the, the the like legendary weapons you get and how they have special abilities are fucking awesome. Um, yeah, but I found as well like there were there were weapons in the game that are just like this isn't good. I'm just going to use my machete. Or this didn't work for me. Yeah, you definitely resort to melee when you're like oh shit oh shit oh shit melee melee melee. Yeah yeah it it is definitely one of those things as well where this this is very much in regards to 
well, look, let, let, we need to talk further about the game before we start talking about positives and negatives. But the way yeah. that the game works is you need to take out uh, key targets within this space of a day. Uh, there are four separate zones on the island of Black Reef. And there are four separate times of day. this morning, noon, afternoon, and night. Um, yes. You need to basically do puzzle platform, or not platforming, but you need to do first person, you know, shooter, dishonored styling, assassinations of these targets within the space of a day. But, you know, you'll have the, the problem of these, tar- you know, these two targets are only available during the noon period of the day and they're in two separate locations. So how mm. do you get one of them to move or how do you get both of them to meet up somewhere or something like that in order to take them out? So that's what yeah. you need to figure out. And every time you go from one location to another, it changes the time of day. But if you're running around in the city, the city will stay the exact time you know it will stay at the morning until you move to a different area then it will change time time doesn't keep moving it moves when you move location um so that's that's the whole premise of the game is you know eliminate key targets but you know they're in different locations and you need to figure out what's going on the uh with the time of day changing as well for the island of black reef the weather changes as well so the morning is very sort of I wouldn't say summer, but it's very bright. The sun's out, the grass is there, like everything. <laughs> and then as it slowly starts to turn into afternoon, the you know snow starts to come in and it, you know the water starts to freeze up a little bit or the tide goes out. And then when it's nighttime, it is a blizzard. Um, and it changes where enemies are located on the map because everyone on the island of Black Reef wants to kill and stop coal so they don't break the time loop. Uh, mm. and, you, and you don't know why. So it's, a, it's very much a... The game changes as you play, and the the environments change, and the time of day, and the enemy density changes, and everything, and it keeps it fresh in that regards. But there are some small things here and there that just went, like it just broke me mentally. I was just like, I I can't deal with this right now. <laughs> yeah, they they can be, um, I suppose, larger frustrations than they needed to be. Mm, mm. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh, look, I've enjoyed it. Like I think um, the the puzzle nature of the game has probably been the most interesting part of it. Like it is a, a very incredibly competent shooter, um, first and foremost. But then there's also these massive puzzle elements to it. And the first hour or two of this game, you will be utterly utterly confused. And if you have any idea what's going on, I think you might be broken and insane to start with. Like yeah. it's just it's so crazy the amount of information that gets thrown at you, the ideas, the concepts of what's happening. You go into this knowing a little bit about what's, you know, what to expect, and it really it, it takes you on this journey that's really far out and crazy. I really enjoyed that aspect of it, um, just simply because, you know, it, it was so unexpected. Um, so, yes, I, I've, I've very much enjoyed that part of it. And then piecing the puzzle together has been really great as well. So, you know, you go through in, these each individual zones at individual times of day. There's new challenges, new things that unlock. You do something that unlocks another part of it. Um, yeah, and it just just that progression through and gradually solving, you're solving small puzzles to get to the larger puzzle uh, and answer that question, how do you kill all of these people over the course of a day? And it's, I think that's just fantastic. The, the way the game's structured alone just knocks it up a couple of notches as far as ranking is concerned because it's just so cleverly done. Yeah, it is. it is quite good when it comes to that sort of stuff because... The game doesn't necessarily hold your hand when you're playing it. You start to learn things as you're playing it. Um, yeah. So it is, it, in that instance, it's not necessarily accessible to everyone because there are some people who just want, you know, they want to play FIFA every year, they want to play Call of Duty every year, that's all they want to play. Um, but with this game, it's like, yeah, there's a bit of reading to do or you need to pay attention to certain things or you need to go in the menus and sort of follow the daisy chain notes and or, or you know, the hints that link things together. Um so that can turn some people off but it is the first couple of hours with the game I'm like I have n- no idea what's going on I understand I'm trying to kill some people what the what the fuck's going on but then after you try to kill someone you know a key target for the first time they drop something called a slab and a slab is basically a superpower that you can use on the island and you can have two equipped at one time um, yeah. one of them is a short range teleport which is the best ability of the game the other is a you know a turn invisible or to use a bit of a telekinesis or to link enemies together so if you kill one of them it kills the group of them um, i love that it's so good it's, it's my, that's my favorite one <laughs> I, I just i just used the uh, i just used the teleport and i was just throwing you know glass bottles around to distract them and then just daisy chain and assassinating them um yeah. but it is 
a harder game. Well, I wouldn't say it's a harder game to describe, but it is a game that requires your patience. Because yeah. if you're expecting to say, because, you know, if I think of Bethesda and shooter games, I generally think of Wolfenstein and Doom and, you know, that sort of stuff. Where this has great shooting. But if you're expecting to be, you know, the Doom Slayer or BJ Blazkowicz just to kick open a door and start shooting everything, you are going to fucking die. Because, yeah. yes, you can do that, but you need to have the level of fucking movement that you need in Doom in regards to, like, dodge, jump, swift, this, this, that, that. Avoid the. If you don't have that level of skill as a as a as a shooter in this game you will just get destroyed so you you start off pretty weak compared to normal enemies but then you get you know the special slab abilities then you find legendary weapons and then you do this and that and when the game first starts up it's like cool the first day is done this is how the time loop works you have lost everything because time resets you don't carry the weapons that you keep Mm. until later on in the game you get this ability to save and keep weapons so then you can carry them on to the next you know the repeating the day is over so you don't need to go back into that safe and find the fucking four keys to get that legendary weapon because you've saved it and then it starts to get easier because you're getting stronger and more powerful and stuff there are some aspects of the game that just fucking uh where (laughs) you know don't want to go into any spoilers of how to kill people or anything like that because that's what this whole game's thing is but there's a point where it's like you need to go to this building to figure out what's going on and yeah. you get to that building and then you read a note that's on the door and it says come back in the afternoon i'm like wait so i had to come <laughs> to this this building and now it's telling me to simply go back to the afternoon so you need to go back into like a into basically like a little sub menu wait until the afternoon and then come back out but and it's just like a you have to go here do this you know wait time and then come back to the exact same area you're in and that just fucking broke me um, uh, look, I, I, part of that and i think there's a, an overwhelming nature of some of the menu systems in here they are yeah. there is an excessive amount of information and that's i think part of the puzzle like it's like you know you, you you've got this puzzle pieces laid out on the table and it's it, it's very overwhelming unless you have a really clear pathway to getting through them and what i'm finding is i have to really separate it out and just completely ignore some of the storylines and and focus on one particular one to get that through start to finish and then move on start, to the move one. into the next one and yeah. like you have to really section this game off and approach it that way because otherwise you will just randomly be going around to different areas and i don't think you will ever really make some well, you'll make the progress, but it'll take you so much fucking longer to do it rather than focusing on those individual storylines. So I think that's the way it, it gives you an opportunity to do anything you want at you know at any particular time. But you know it's probably not the most effective way of doing it, and that's the the process that I'm going through now. I'm probably about I'd I'd say I'm a good third of the way through the game at this stage and i'm finding that it is really that you know the the approach of focusing on specific areas addressing those things that i can get to that bigger picture that's helping me feel better about my progress at least yeah or feel me more in control of absolutely chaotically you know busy amount of information yeah if you do try and sort of go like okay well i'm I'm stuck here in the afternoon here so i'll move to a different point if I think you do need to have that tunnel vision on when you're when you're taking out certain yeah. targets. Like, just focus on this guy. Once he has the tick next to him, focus on the next one. Then focus on yeah. the next one. Um, the big point for this game, though, is the multiplayer mode, um, which is the uh, that it, which is that another player or the AI can jump into your game uh, and play <laughs> as Juliana to hunt and kill you. Um, yeah, so basically, the way that the game works is Colt. Uh, Colt. I keep saying Cole. His name is Colt. Colt <laughs> is trying to break the time loop, and everyone else on the island is trying to preserve it, including the character of Juliana. So Colt has some special abilities. Uh, one of which is he can do a reprise, which is basically the Prince of Persia Sands of Time. When you die, it rewinds time, and you get. Oh, it rewinds you. It doesn't rewind time, but it rewinds you to let you try again. And you get to do that three times. If you die the third time. The day is over, you're dead, you wake up the next morning. Um, So another player can jump into your game playing as Juliana. Their sole job is to hunt you down somewhere uh, like in that hub area that you're in, find you and kill you. That's it. The Juliana character can work with the AI enemies on the screen. They can disguise themselves as AI enemies. They have legendary weapons and they have uh, special abilities and stuff like that themselves. They don't have the rewind health. So if Colt kills you as Juliana, you're out, you're dead 
game's done. Like you go yeah. back to the menus and you unlock some skins and stuff like that, which is, is they're some pretty cool skins. Um, but if Juliana dies in the multiplayer mode, she's done. If Colt dies, he can, you know, try another two or three times. And then if he's dead, Juliana's won. Um, it's a really cool, fun mode. However, when Juliana enters your game, whether it is AI or whether it's a friend or whether it's just another random, um, it locks all of the entries and exits into the zone uh, and puts out an antenna. So basically what happens mm-hmm. is is Colt needs to unlock the exit doors in order to actually leave the area. And when Colt tries to unlock the exit doors, Juliana goes, hey, someone's hacking my antenna. Colt's over there somewhere and you know, tries to find and hunt you down. It's yeah. really interesting. It's really it's a really good gameplay mechanic but i've had juliana enter my games on incredibly frustrating parts um one of them was and again without (laughs) going into spoilers i needed to sneak into an area if i got seen the enemy would activate a a, you know a nuclear bomb and if i wanted to survive i needed to leave the zone yeah as i was making my way to the exit a Juliana entered the game. The antenna was on the other side of the zone. I didn't have enough time to make it to the antenna, unlock it, and then get back to an exit. And yeah. so I just died and wiped for the whole day. And then I just went, fuck, I need to repeat this fucking, this whole mission chain, or not mission chain, but this whole mission progression that I've just done. I need to do it again. Yeah. Um, and look, I think there's there's some frustration. I've died a couple of times and, you know, due to me trying to be you know over more thinking i'm more overpowered than i actually am and running into places and just getting overwhelmed like there is a like there's a frustration to losing all that progression um equipment all the rest of it like it really it's a a put down the controller moment and walk away (laughs) yeah but um i think that's that's part of the uh, part of the design you need to be you know thoughtful about this game you need to take your time and and really approach these things with a i suppose a really tactical mindset you can't just be it's not a running gun shooter it's a really a really a thinking person's shooter so uh, i appreciate that angle of it and i appreciate the burden of that that pain right <laughs> that that real pain and like losing that kind of stuff it's, it's something that i faced with um the that game returnal that i told you about like oh, yeah. just getting so far through the game and then losing all the progress and waking up right back at the start again. It's very much this roguelike elements to it um, that that are really... Look, it's so hot within gaming right now. They're, those particular game styles are really, really great. And they brought that into this action RPG that just is, is incredible. Like the, the amount of game elements they've combined together make it so good. And I just... I know that's a frustrating part for some. It's something that I love in games as well. It makes you really earn the victory, if, the, if you know what I mean. And, and that's the thing I've, I, you know, I was speaking to uh, you know the, the friend of ours at Bethesda about this game, and it's like, even and this is my personal opinion, of course, but even though I can see that this is a well-made game, the voice acting is fantastic. There's fucking great yep. music, the sound designs, the graphics, everything is great, and I can see that this is a great game, and I can obviously see that people are loving it. But you can also have games that release that are fucking great, but they're just not personally your gem. And I yep. can understand that, like, you know, Doom, fantastic game. Absolutely love it. It's a great game. I can totally understand why people go, I'm not going to play Doom because that's too... It requires a lot of energy. It requires a lot of time. It requires fucking laser precision. Same with, like, the Formula One games. How hey, you need to be fucking sitting there with your eyes glued to the TV. Where with yep. this game, you need to be, have that more of a... It is that roguelike element. It is a lot more stealth than shooter, but you can do it shooter if you really want to, and if you want that extra challenge, you can. Um, yep. But it is a game that some people are going to love, and some people are going to potentially look at it. You know, it could come to Xbox at some point on Game Pass, like a year later, or they might see it, and you know, they might be bored and have a PlayStation Five with, "Hey, I've played fucking Ghost of Tsushima a thousand times, and Spider Man doesn't come out for two years. Fuck it, I'll give this a crack." And it's it's pretty fucking fun, but it's also like. Even if you don't enjoy it, you'll still have fun with it. It's one of those... Like, even if it's like, mm. I liked it, I had fun with it, would I recommend it? Yes, to a certain crew. Um, <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like, you know, um, Ian's played you know Ian's played Formula 1 2020... 2020, I think he played. Um, he's not a Formula 1 fan. He's not a racing fan. But he has fun with it because of the... You, you know the level of fun that you can have with a racing game without being a racer you're having fun going ah shit I spun out into the wall and it was fucking fun trying to fix this but then after a while you start to get frustrated with it but it's a 
you can have fun with this game because uh, I'm trying to find a way to explain it. It's <laughs> even though I wasn't a fan of like, oh fuck, I have to die and have to, you know, I have to come back to this area at fucking night time now, and that's frustrating. But I was enjoying the like, okay, I've played this level like 50 times now at night time. I like, and the guards don't change like where they're located or, or whatever because the guard, the standard goons, just repeat the same animation over and over again because time is looping differently for them. They're just yeah. repeating like they would in Groundhog Day where you're hmm. Bill Murray. And you're sitting there yeah. going, I know he walks around this corner in 10 seconds and there he goes. I'm like, cool. You can basically do the level the first time and get completely fucking destroyed. But by the 50th time you enter that area, you go, he's there, he's there, he's looking here, he's looking here. And you, you're you cool. literally, yeah, you're it's doing that so sort of cool. stuff. It's, yeah. it's such a cool element. Like it is, you're right. It is Bill Murray in Groundhog Day. Like by the end of it, he's doing whatever the fuck he wants. And he's tried 50 things and he's died 50, you know, times that way and he's like he's he's done all of these different things and he's come out and been in complete control and mastery of his surroundings and i think that's what it becomes it becomes that thing by the end of it so you become this total master of your domain and it's really great that like the the story and the dialogue uh follows along with you leads you to believe that as well which is um which is encouraging It, it really feeds into the gameplay and makes you um, immersed I suppose within the world that you know, that is Deathloop and it does like when Juliana enters the game it's a bit it is depending on what you're doing and what the mission is it can be oh fuck I really don't need you here right now because I've, I've got to fucking <laughs> sneak into this and do this but it can also be like alright cool I need to find out information on how to identify my next target because you know they're wearing a fucking mask or whatever it might be and it's like alright I need to do that I also need to keep my eye open for Juliana because you know Colt is he wears a very distinct outfit or you can tell who Colt is when you you know when you see him walking around because everyone else is in like these wee happy few style masks um, mm. so I was like I need to watch out for Juliana I need to find my target information but Juliana can also disguise herself as a normal goon I need to unlock the antenna I need to hack the antenna to open up the exit doors if I want to leave the area like there's lots to do and there's lots going on here and it is very much a I would not recommend this for a 15 or 16 year old kid to play because this is like just stick with your Call of Duty just stick with the things that <laughs> stick with your Fortnites because that's pick up play put down where this is pick up learn and then play like you, there is a yeah. lot of learning to play with this game um, I, I, yeah. 100% I think there is um, there is a very high entry point into this game if that makes sense like it, it's, it requires you to add a lot of effort to it and I, I think they will it will be exclusive to adults playing this game just simply because I think a lot of people, younger people, will just give up on it. It's it's going to be too difficult for you know, anyone under the age of 20 to actually give a shit about. Yeah. I think it really is focused on the, the older crowd because it's such a complex, all-encompassing game that if you're, you're young, you're not going to bother having time for. So, yeah, I, um, I, I appreciate it because I'm an old as dirt. Um, but... Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I can definitely see why others would not want to uh, continue playing through it. Yeah. Look, let's give it some scores, mate. Let's give it a final review and some scores. Tell us uh, what you really think. <laughs> For me, it's just between a three and a half out of five to a four out of five. Um, there are moments in this game that while I wasn't necessarily a fan of how it didn't, not that it didn't hold your hand, and it's definitely more of an adult game where you have to physically, you know, actively pay attention, but there are moments in the game where... It feels like nothing's going on or, you know, you're doing a mission that's like, all right, cool, just find out where this person has lunch or, you know, whatever the fuck it might be. But then a key moment of information will will appear while your brain is just in that, well, nothing's happening moment and you're not, you know, actively paying attention. Um, There's also, like, really awesome, cool cutscenes that are done in this sort of, like, I can't even describe... It's this, like, 2D animation style that's very... um, incredible styling in regards to it's like it's flat you know like the the 1940s propaganda style it's very flat motion sort of styling and yep. they're awesome because it's a, it's a voiceover and it's telling you what's going on stuff like that and it's like I'm on board I'm interested I want to know what's going on and then if you're then there are moments where nothing has you know that brings you back to that grasp of attention um, yep. look there's moments where you have to fucking go somewhere and then it says come back at midday and I'm like oh, you fucking 
um, <laughs> where I think like a Fallout or a Skyrim wait system would have been really good if you're in a safe area somewhere in the hub zone and you hit the wait button then you can just wait you don't need to leave the area then come back to it or leave yeah. the area then wait for the next day then come back to it um, yeah I when it works it's it's an 8 out of you know it's a, it's a 4 out of 5 for me when it doesn't work it's a 3.5 out of 5 for me. Like, it's it's it doesn't drop in regards to, like, oh, well, FIFA sucked because I couldn't connect online. It doesn't go from, you know, <laughs> a 4 out of 5 to a 2 out of 5 sort of thing. It literally drops half, you know, half a point to a point, if that. But it's only for PlayStation 5. It is only for PC. It will probably come to Xbox at some point. I think it's a timed exclusive, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, yeah, I believe it's uh, next year. So um, Sony's got the exclusive deal on this um, until 2022. Okay. So September next year, um, which I, I would assume at that point um, then comes out on Games Pass and all the rest of it because, you know, Bethesda's big deal. It was yeah. one of the games they had in production prior to... Um, well, they'd already signed the agreements and had in production prior to them signing the massive deal with uh, Microsoft. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... I think when it comes to Game Pass, if you are an Xbox, uh, if you do have Game Pass, whether it's on PC or Xbox, definitely give this a look. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have nothing to play on your PlayStation 5 and you're looking for something new to play that isn't just, you know, the next Call of Duty or whatever, and you like Dishonored, if you like Dishonored, highly recommend getting this game. This game, I, I did not like Dishonored. I played the first one for a couple of hours. I went, no thanks. I can see why people like it, but it's not my jam. And I, I I took it back to local retailer number one and said, give me something else. Um, yeah. With this game, it is dishonored. Like the gameplay, even the health bar and the special ability, you know, magic bar, if you will, the layout is exactly the same as dishonored. But mm. the world is better. The characters are fucking funny as shit. The, yeah. I like the, you know, the 1967 prisoner styling. I like the 60s. It's not a spy game, but it has that espionage-esque to it. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's what kept me hooked. And I think that was the difference between Dishonored and, and Deathloop is they're both fundamentally the same game, but one is whale steampunk and this is, you know, 60s future tech sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a it's between a it's between a seven and an eight out of ten. I think it's it's one of those games that I can recommend for a heap of people. But if I know you as a person, then it's like okay, if you like these sort of things, you will like it. But playing this game, it comes with the tediousness of having to repeat the same mission or same levels or same areas multiple times in regards to doing that. And if you don't like repeating things over and over again. That's going to fucking frustrate you. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, look, I, I think from uh, from my perspective, I I absolutely loved or am loving the experience that I'm having so far. Um, it's just, it, it, it goes back to games like um, Bioshock and Dishonored. Like, oh, Dishonored's the obvious one because that's been, you know, created within the studio, same studio. But mm. Bioshock as well. Like some of the, um, like the just the game style of it like these trickle tricky puzzles and you know different types of combat and special abilities and all the rest of it like there's really interesting elements to that and really interesting story and world and all the all the rest it builds out this this really wonderful place to be uh, to be in um you've talked about the style and like you know people have talked about the aesthetic of the game and how it's you know that that future noir kind of you know, Incredibles vibe that's going on, and it just suits this type of game perfectly. I think they've hit this really fantastic note uh, for the game where they've you know there's a, there's little bits of humour in there. There's you know definite you know, craziness going on. There's elements of style and technique, and it just everything about it just seems to hit this right. Yeah, just right. Like you know, Italian fingers kind of moment. It's really, <laughs> it's just so good. It's it's. I, I've had so much fun with this game. It is really one of the best games I've played this year. Um, I'm looking forward to playing this more and more. Getting into the multiplayer elements, fucking up people's days, which will be great. Uh, it's, it, it, yeah. it is pretty fucking cool. Like it is yeah. very easy to grief new players when you've been playing for a little bit as well because. 
when you've played the game, you know that Colt rewinds and he goes back the way he came. So if he, if there's three corridors and he dies down corridor three, he will still come back down that corridor and start, you know, you know, do a bit of a rewind. And if you're playing as Juliana and you know this, you yeah. can follow a Colt for a little bit so you know where he rewinds back to. You can kill him, he rewinds, and if you followed him long enough, you can kill him multiple times just following back his trail. It's <laughs> real easy to grief some players in this game. Yeah, and that's I uh, look. I, I found that really that element really amazing. Like you can be just having a normal day, and you know, like you say, the, the Bill Murray aspect of Groundhog Day. He knows exactly what's going on, and then there's this little wrinkle that comes in in the form of Juliana that that can fuck up everything, fuck up your carefully laid plans. Yeah, but it's yeah. You know, I'm I've enjoyed some of the bigger puzzles and putting them together and spending a lot of time in some of the the spaces, really exploring and understanding what's happening and trying to pick up little clues that say oh do this and next time or do this and uh, you know, go to this place or kill this person or look after the there, there are so many little elements that you put together that you know hey i've got one object- objective this time but i'm gathering all, all these little bits up for next time as well so yeah. the puzzle element of this game i can't stress enough is just fantastically done i think for what they've done for this game it is so well designed and so well put together it it's just it's up there in uh, early contender for, well, sorry, a mid-contender for Game of the Year because it's just been that much fun. Um, I'm going to give it a very strong 4.5, pushing 5. I could be convinced to push it to a 5 if I had to. Damn, you're right. It's just so good. I can't I, I can't get enough of it. So, like I said, if... Uh, shush. That was my... <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you if you have played and liked Bioshock, if you have played and liked Dishonored, this is one thousand percent a game for you. Like it is exactly like those games, but more so. Brought into the next gen, um, and and just being so strong. There we go. There we there we have it. Of course, again, thank you to uh, Bethesda for providing us copies of the game. Um, before, because I don't think there's any other games to talk about this week. I think we'll probably save NBA for next week. If I'm yeah, not we can talk about it next week. Yeah, oh, uh, we can yeah, talk about talk, it if you want to talk about it. No, no, no. Let's talk about it next week. We'll save it for then. We've got other games coming out then that we can talk about, and I'll be able yes. to talk about Webbed more as well next week. Because fuck me, that game is cool. Um, yeah. but yes, let's uh, let's wind it up this week. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about the games that we've just mentioned um, and others. <laughs> yes, um, next week I'll if- be talking about the Rainbow Six Siege DLC. Uh, and Ooh. for anyone interested as well, of course, the Cure Cancer Stream Timber is still going, of course, for the month of September. Uh, so if you want to donate to Cancer as well as watch some awesome streamers on Twitch, fuck around and playing your favourite games, go check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. All right, uh, we'll be back next week um, to talk about all those things. Uh, until that time, I've been Fuzzy Dan reminding you to just, you know, if you get caught in a loop, just, you know, just get yourself out of the loop. But this is Fuzzy Dan reminding you that if you get caught in a loop, just get yourself out of the loop. And this is Fuzzy Dan reminding you that if you get caught in a loop, just get out of the loop. And this is Fuzzy Dan reminding you that if you get caught in a loop, get yourself out of the fucking loop. And this is Judy reminding you to eat prey loop. ha <laughs> ha.